Hi, and welcome to episode 18 of What Cause Inspires You. I'm your host, Faith Lang, and today I have with me Ashwin Rajkumar. Alicia Gupta, my friend and fellow Humanity Rising Ambassador, launched the What Cause Inspires You podcast as a way for students to share the service that they're doing in their communities. We encourage youth like Ashwin, who are making a change to improve the world, to speak up about their stories and become a leader in the movement. Ashwin is an 18-year-old freshman at the Ohio State University who's majoring in aerospace engineering and double minoring in business and humanitarian engineering. Ashwin was first introduced to the idea of entrepreneurial and social business at the age of 14 and immediately fell in love with the notion of community service and bringing about a better lifestyle to the people who need it most. In his free time, he loves to play chess and guitar and enjoys spending time with his family and friends. Ashwin hopes to have the Be Wise initiative impact, impact countless girls, and he's also interested in giving back to all the people that supported him on his journey so far, and looks forward to not only bringing about a future, a brighter future, but also making sure that he touches each and every person he meets on a personal level. We are recording this presentation, and we will post this video on YouTube by Saturday and the audio on Spotify by Friday. It's so exciting to have Ashwin here with us today. He's a freshman in college, so shout out to anyone who's just starting out their journeys and venturing to something new. Um, are you ready to get started? Yes, I am. It's nice to have that introduction, and I'm glad to be here. <laughs> Thank you for being here. So how did you come up with the idea of the Be Wise initiative? Yeah, so long story short, I actually started with the idea my junior year of high school. I got the opportunity to be in a program that's known as Global Scholars um, all through my first three years of high school. And what that did was that it taught me global fluency, um, international jobs and things like that. And I, that's the main place I kind of got that aspect of social entrepreneurial business. And I was attracted to it right away. So what I had done was that during my level three I had to create a project that impacts my local society as well as international. Um, I actually had no idea what I was gonna do, so I procrastinated a little on my project proposal. But finally, my friend came up and asked me, uh, what are you passionate in? And I said, engineering, and I knew I wanted to do aerospace engineering for the longest time. She gave me the opportunity of why not women in engineering? I was like, okay, I just need to get this submitted, so let's just do that. Um, but that's kind of how it all started. Um, it was just that one instance and then during my senior year, I started to implement it. So this is where I actually went out to the different school districts. I contacted them saying, hey, this is my nonprofit organization. Would you be interested in partnering up in some way? Um, so I had a passion and I just kind of went for it and it just took off from there. Amazing. Um, so what led you to start the BeWise initiative and what mindset did you go in with when first starting your nonprofit? Yeah, so again, it kind of started with the Global Scholars aspect. Um, one thing that really attracted me to Global Scholars in the beginning was the fact that we get an extra diploma on top of our high school diploma and the fact that I get a quarter during graduation. So that's kind of what drew me the first two years. But then once I got to my third year of this program, I started to notice, okay, maybe I can actually make a big difference off of doing something that matters in this program. So for my level three project, I ended up picking women in engineering. Um, and at first I wasn't really sure, as I said before, like it was kind of just an instinct reaction. I just needed to get the thing done. Uh, but then once I started talking about it with my teachers at school, some of my friends, they all started to become really interested and that really surprised me. I was like, okay, maybe I might be onto here, something here. 
Um, and that year, later that year, my the end of my junior year, I was able to talk at the international award ceremony that was put on by the uh, Columbus Council on World Affairs. Um, so that was kind of a big moment that I really got to express my nonprofit. This is my idea. And there was actually a lot of company sponsors there that day too. Um, and they were all interested in partnering up. So from there, again, it kind of took off and I was just like, okay, I need to follow through on this. I can't just like stop at this one moment. So I followed through on that and that's kind of growing ever since then. It's amazing. Um, so what is the BeWise initiative and what's your overall goal? Yeah, so the BeWise initiative is actually a STEM-based learning experience, both for elementary school girls as well as middle school. So we noticed that a lot of people in the engineering field, especially women, were majoring in engineering. About like 20% of them were majoring in engineering at college, and already that's a low factor. Um, compared to 100%, like 20% is nothing, right? But on top of that, they all felt underrepresented again at the college level. So even after finishing their degrees, 40% never even went into engineering jobs. And that astonished me. I was like, okay, on top of already being the lowest minority in the beginning, we're even lower from that 20% to 40%. It's, it's crazy to even think about that. So then I was like, okay, how come no one's doing anything about this? Um, and then I noticed that at my elementary school levels, especially from my district, um, we actually had no community engagement with like engineering for girls, especially at elementary schools and middle schools. We had a STEM academy for high schoolers, but again, a lot of women weren't going into those STEM academies. It was mainly guys. So then from there, I was like, okay, maybe we need to reevaluate this and see how we can better fit their needs as well as how they learn. So that's how we kind of moved into this idea of the BeWise initiative is going to be the pioneer of customizable education. Um, we're going to make sure that we customize our education for each and every woman so that way they would be more interested in joining in STEM, they would want to be here more, and it will build that sense of representation. Especially for us, it's about creating a community because we want the next generation of women to have a community to kind of gather around and have that sense of representation. Um, so the kind of the overall goal for this was not only to build that community as I was talking about, but we were actually hoping to build these small innovation labs in third world countries. Um, we wanted to make sure that everybody has access to that education level and it's not just the United States that is getting all this special treatment, but rather countries that can't necessarily afford that or they have inability to afford that. So we decided to build something called Labs to Homes. Um, that's a new program we're starting this year. Obviously, it's in the be very beginning phases, so we don't have a lot on that right now, but that's kind of what we're going for as our end goal. That's amazing, and I definitely agree. That's super important. I have a few friends applying to college right now, and um, they're girls, and they're thinking about majoring in engineering, and they're just really nervous since, right. you know, they're minorities, so I'm so glad that you're doing this work. What's your expansion plan for this year and what are some future aspirations that you have for the BeWise initiative? Yeah, so for this year specifically, we kind of got hit with a blow with coronavirus. Um, I'm sure a lot of people kind of felt that, but with us it was specifically different because ours involves a lot of interaction with kids. We need to be there physically, we need to engage them in person to actually make sure they understand the content and that we're providing valid content. So we, we had a tough time throughout the summer thinking of what to do during the actual school year with the online perspective. Um, so finally, we got something in order. We got a bunch of programs rolling out. Um, two of them that are already in session is something called the WISE Tutoring Program. So we are pulling that out nationwide to see if we can get as many school districts into this. Uh, we're helping middle schoolers and elementary schools with math and science. So what this is, is that 
we know that a lot of parents are struggling at home trying to teach their kids and we want to be that supplement program that they don't have to pay for but rather for free that provides that quality education um, another thing we're building out is our zoom workshop sessions so we still wanted to make sure that we had that community engagement with the kids. So we decided to set up these online sessions for kids where they can schedule for different science subjects. So again, middle school and elementary school. Um, and we're covering things like biology, computer science, chemistry, all these other things that kids don't necessarily learn in school, but they have the opportunity to kind of build those basics now. Another thing we're starting this year is the Alabama franchise. So Obviously we live in Ohio, or I live in Ohio, so I can't go out to Alabama like on a continuous basis. But some of my friends graduated from this program and they ended up starting a, a section down there in Alabama too. And we have more flexibility because of these online programs. So we decided to build, an, uh, build a franchise in Alabama to maybe see if we can expand this out and further and further nationwide. Um, another thing we're doing for this year, <laughs> it's a lot, but we, uh, we have a big enough team and everybody's really dedicated into this, but we're officially starting that labs to homes program that I was talking about. Um, so we've actually partnered up with a couple of professors at my college that I'm going to, so it was OSU, um, to see if we can kind of build this up to off the ground. We, we were hoping to have this as like a two-year project, so if we get started now, maybe my junior or senior year of college, we'll have that innovation lab already existence, and then we'll have a curriculum to put forward in that too. It's so exciting. Yeah. Um, so what has been your impact with your community so far and who's benefiting from your program right now? Yeah, so again, it's um, mainly women who are benefiting from these programs, um, especially elementary school girls. Middle school, we're just hitting now for this year, but we targeted elementary school first, as I said, because there wasn't those STEM academies available for them. Um, so we've officially partnered with one school district, which is the school district that I went to is Olentangy. Um, so they're officially on board. They love our program. We've talked with a bunch of curriculum directors on how to proceed with this. So we've had a lot of joy working with them. Um, but what we've seen was that, especially with this online program, it's more expandable. Um, we don't necessarily have to be in there in person. So we're able to map this out into multiple school districts. So we're contacting about 10 more school districts. So five in Ohio and then five more in Alabama to see if we can kind of get those starting programs that I was talking about, the WISE tutoring and the WISE science workshops out into these multiple school districts to test our total capacity of how many people actually enjoy this. Um, another thing we've done is that we've actually inspired over 4,864 girls already in this program in one year. Um, we've actually incorporated some of the guys in here because we partnered with a program called Y Club that's part of YMCA. It's their nonprofit, it's like an after-school daycare program. Um, the thing we saw in there was that we can regulate the amount of kids, right? Because it's a daycare program, guys and girls are going to be there. But because we had that guy section, we've actually had a total of 14,836 kids in our program so far in just this one year. Um, and wow. we've already had a great amount of impact with them and they loved our program. So we're getting really good responses so far. The number is amazing. Yeah, I was pretty <laughs> impressed too. Thank you. That's crazy. <laughs> So what kind of programs do you offer to your customers? We have four different sections for this. We have the BYS Initiative logo, the one I'm wearing. That's kind of our overhead thing. We do have a marketing team. They work tirelessly day and night um, to make sure we get all the flyers out on Instagram. Um, all of our social media is handled. So they're doing a fantastic job and I honestly could not do it without them. Um, the other programs that we've started is something called My Wise Kid, which is kind of our first program. Uh, this is the one where we've kind of impacted those 4,000 girls. This is the main section that we've done that with. 
Um, so what this is, is that we've partnered with Y Club. Obviously, as I said before, it's um, YMCA is a nonprofit. It's like an after-school daycare program. And we went in and did science experiments with them. Um, so with this, they also got the chance to do those beginning level science experiments where they get their hands dirty a little, but not too advanced. Um, the other thing we do with this is summer camps. So our summer camps are a little bit more challenging. We were supposed to do one uh, this summer, but obviously we got shut down. Um, but with this, it's a lot more conceptual based. So we teach kids about like thermodynamics, physics, chemistry, all these ranging subjects that they never had the option to see in elementary school, but rather they're so advanced that we try to make sure they can understand it to their level too as well. So we customize all these programs to make sure that not only are they able to retain it, but they can kind of create off of it. And that's one of our proprietary teaching methods too. Um, the other thing we're adding new to this is we're hoping to do field trips. We actually have a bunch of science museums in our local area, like the Columbus Zoo, um, the, obviously it's not a science um, area, but we do do subjects in zoology. So that way, getting those kids in those Columbus zoos and things like that, um, they're able to see their experience, those, see those science um, right in front of their eyes. Uh, so the other thing we do is go to COSI. It's the center of science and industry. We're hoping to um, kind of get the kids in there. They love COSI. I obviously love COSI and I'm a college student. Um, so it's definitely not just for kids, but it's ranging from all ages and they do a great job. Uh, the other thing we've started new for this year is the Wonder Science Fair. Um, so with this, we wanted to create a science fair where women can show off everything they know. So while we're in their program and we can teach them as much content as they possibly can, we want to make sure that they can retain it as well as apply it in some different way. So that's why we started the science fair to see if we can get all of these women nationwide to kind of um, sit down and really think about what they know about science, maybe innovate, create, and ideate. That's kind of our big thing for that program. Um, with the next one, it's called Wise Playground. So this is our motto is limitless education because what we do with this is that's our online platform. We wanna make sure not only are we teaching kids inside the classroom, but as well as outside. Um, so these are the things like the science workshops, the Zoom virtual summit, um, Zoom tutoring sessions, all these different things kind of mash into one to make sure not only we're motivating the kids, but we're also teaching them content. Um, and the other thing that I was talking about that we started brand new, it's really, 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 really new, um, was that our innovation labs in third world countries, which is called Labs to Homes. Um, so we wanted to make sure that not only are we in, making an impact nationwide in our own nation, but we wanted to make sure we get this out to other countries as well. So that way they have the opportunity that, I mean, obviously they don't have. So we're going to see if we can provide them with those. So since you have such a wide breadth of um, programs that you have, what are your proprietary teaching methods? Our proprietary teaching methods is that we first, it's kind of three steps, three easy steps, but we'll break it down a little bit more towards the end. Um, so with this, we first identify the child's learning styles. We make sure that we know if they're audio or auditory, kinesthetic, and visual, um, because from there we put them onto something that we like to call the WISE method. And I'll explain more about the WISE method towards the end, because that's kind of our main gist of what we're all about. Um, and then after we've kind of nourished them in this WISE method, we throw them onto the learning platform called the You Do, I Do, Create model. So this is the part where I was talking about not only are they retaining the information, but they can go ahead and apply it in different ways and innovate, ideate, and create. So what I meant by breaking it down a lot more is that we obviously have the Be Wise initiative at the very top. We break them down into three different learning styles. So from there, we're putting them onto something called the WISE method, which I mentioned before. And the WISE method is something known as reciprocal determinism. So 
when I was first starting this program, we actually had nothing proprietary about us. We were just like everybody else doing science experiments with kids. Um, I actually took uh, sort of a business trip down to India with my parents. And I have an uncle there who started his own preschool and he's covered almost all of it over India with like multiple different franchises. And one of their core things is something known as emotional intelligence, um, which is why, how we kind of control the kid's behavior. Um, and I'll break down the science a little bit for that. But what reciprocal determinism is, is that it's the concept that your personality is affected by three different sections, which is cognition, environment, and behavior. So with cognition, to improve that section, we use something called social learning theory. So with this, it's observational learning. So they can view us physically, do science experiments, physically teaching them content, but then they're also learning from their peers and the people around them. From there, we do the environment factor. So the environment factor, we always try to create a positive social environment. We wanna make sure the kids are communing with us, communicating with their peers as well as with us because we wanna to get to know them as well. And then finally, to control their behavior, we use something called emotional intelligence. And when I say control, I don't mean like making sure they're always happy. I mean like, let's get down to their level and see how they learn based on how they're empathetic and sympathetic towards other people. So that's what the emotional intelligence factor is. So once we've kind of narrowed all these three sections down, we go down into the you do, I do, create model. So this is where I was talking about not only are we teaching them, but what we had done was that they'll replicate our experiment, but then they'll also go out and draw a diagram of a different section based on the same principles of the experiment. So what we had done with one of our programs uh, was a density lab. So we basically took a pink or a metal ball and we dropped in water and said, this is density and this is how it works. And while the kids can recreate that, we actually had them draw out multiple different pictures of different substances that would float in sink. So some kids like drew peanut butter and water and they're just like, here, put the peanut butter in and we'll see what happens. But they had all these crazy ideas. And that's kind of the biggest reason we targeted this elementary school district or this section. It's because they're so new to this that they kind of just say all the ideas that come out of their head, which is perfect because that's what we want to see. Um, they actually have so many good ideas that we kind of just dismiss them immediately. But we're hoping that in this environment, they'll be more passionate about their ideas and we can nurture them a little bit more to actually create something. And that's pretty much it. That's amazing. That's a very scientific approach to that. That's super, super interesting. Um, so can you explain more about your research study and how that brought credibility to the Be Wise initiative? Absolutely. So our research study, I don't know if you mentioned this, but uh, I actually did a research study off of this idea of the WISE method and reciprocal determinism. So what we had done was that we, we knew that um, regular teachings in high school, middle school, elementary school, all these schools, they're doing PowerPoints and worksheets, sometimes labs here and there. Um, what we proposed was that let's rotate that. Let's just build off of labs and then let's just hone in on their education from there using these three different sections. So what we had done was that we actually took total averages. So this is from the 15 elementary schools in my Olentangy district, but then we went into, um, we attracted about like 154 girls. We felt that was a big enough sample of size. But what we had done was that this is the emotional intelligence factor. So we graded them on three different emotions, which is happy, confused, mad, and sad. Um, and we noticed that when we gave them the PowerPoint, the paper, just them sitting there, not really moving around, not getting energized, um, we actually noticed them have really high, confused, mad, and sad um, levels of emotion, but while they're happy was only at a 2.47. Um, we felt really discouraged by this because this is kind of how our usual teachings in high school are. Like many people don't sit down to 
like actually do labs and engage in those labs, but rather they just sit in front of a PowerPoint with those worksheets. Um, so we tested that section. But then once we applied all of our proprietary teaching methods with the reciprocal determinism idea and the you do, I do create model, it went 360 um, because this is what the after effect was. Yeah, we were really impressed with the data. Um, but as you can see, our confused, mad and sad were so low, it's absolutely wild. Um, and then our happy was incredibly high because they got to really engage in the learning process and they were actually hands-on. So we actually wrote a whole research paper on how to employ these different um, proprietary teaching methods that we use in your own classroom. Um, I, I actually did that research paper was because um, I was part of a class known as AP Research. It was an actually AP class for me. Um, and this is what I did my project on. And when we took the data, they were wild. Obviously, we had a couple of kids right on their sheet like, oh, man, I'm mad that I have to do this. I was like, oh, OK, yeah. Um, but we had these great uh, effects of data and we saw a lot of improvement with them, too. That's amazing. I've never seen anyone do this once we just and have this good results. Yeah. That's so impressive. Thank you. And the initiative and all the work that you put in is so inspiring, Ashwin. Um, I know one thing you live by is making sure you touch every person you meet on a personal level. And I can guarantee that me and everyone out here listening feels just that. So thank you so much for sharing with us today. Thank you so much. Um, I will be attaching the BYS Initiative's um, email, website, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook onto this podcast in case anyone wants to contact Ashwin and his organization for further inquiries. Um, and again, thank you so much, Ashwin, for joining us today. What you're doing is so important, and I, I can't wait to see the impacts of this. Thank you so much. I appreciate being here. Um, be sure to follow our Instagram and Facebook pages for what cause inspires you to stay updated on our scholarship opportunities, future podcasts, and events. Thank you, everyone, for attending this podcast. I hope I see you again um, and at next week's podcast. And thank you again, Ashwin. Thank you so much.